0: We're back. It's Engage Magazine on American Family Radio.
1: You know, Wesley, we are talking about persecution. But uh, you know, there's so much beyond just the, uh, the 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 fact of bad things happening to Christians across the world. It's so easy for us to be. Um, Discouraged and, mm. and to get down and to feel defeated and to say, "Okay, God, where are you in the midst of all this suffering of all this pain that's happening in the world? Where are you and what are you doing?"
0: Yeah, and so we have Tom Doyle in mm-hmm. studio, and we wa- the question I have for you: You, you have been overseas for how long now? Twenty years. We've been twenty going. years. Okay, about and four. you've been ministering to the persecuted church in the Middle East. Is mm-hmm. that right? Right. Okay. What are the layers uh, we've talked about of? Uh, I guess what I'm saying is like, obviously, you know, they, I, I can't it's, I can't see someone going, yeah, kill him. Yay, that sounds great. There's got to be a layer there that uh, and, and it's kind of explain that process of persecution. Mm-hmm. Well, I think
2: uh, really where persecution hits is when Muslims leave the religion of Islam and follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's a given. Mm-hmm. And so they're always asked two questions bec- before they become a Jesus follower. Are you willing to? suffer for jesus sure because it's probably going to happen and it probably will be at the hands of your family sure are you willing to die for jesus Mm. and i think about that i was a pastor 20 years can you imagine if we had those two questions in the new members class yeah (laughs) (laughs) well that would thin the ranks yeah yeah. but they're willing they know it's in their dna from the beginning they realize that for the truth for finding jesus it may cost them their life and they're willing to do that so uh it depends on where they're living there's always the chance that a Muslim family and 60 percent of Muslims don't even practice their religion. But if someone becomes a Jesus, Jesus follower, the father in the family may all of a sudden become observant and uh-huh. want to kill mm. that son mm. or kill his wife or whoever became a believer. So that can happen anywhere. But then in places where ISIS is reigning and just wreaking havoc on the Middle East, you have in places like Syria and Iraq on the front lines with ISIS— People being crucified on the mm. crosses. Yeah.
0: Wow. And so what about the so what about the families or the friends of those who who have had a member of of their friends or family persecuted? How mm-hmm. do they respond? Well, because, I mean,
2: they go through the normal process of grief that we do. Oh, yeah. It's horrific mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. them. But yet, once they get through that, they feel very honored that their family was chosen to to be a part of that. One of the things we don't even think about, right? Mm-hmm. Well, there's an imam last year in Syria that said, Easter's coming. We'll wash the streets in Christian blood. Wow. For Christians that want to follow Jesus, we'll nail you to a cross and let you be just like him. So when we get ready to come to Easter worship, we're thinking about who we're having for lunch, what we're having to dinner. Can we find a parking space? They're wondering, will I be alive on Monday? Mm. That's how difficult it is. So it's not only where they live. It's the time of year. It's, mm-hmm. it's our resurrection, our death, burial, and resurrection that we celebrate as believers. That's a difficult time for people in persecuted
1: countries. You know, <coughs> excuse me. You know Tom you and I have talked about the faith that is present within the Middle East and one of the one of the things you said in an interview that uh that we talked about that's in an article in the AFA journal you can go find it there but you said that it's not that they have a super faith it's the same faith the same spirit that is available to to all believers everywhere that's- um but do you think that there what do, what do you think it is or let me rephrase this question how can we tap into that mm-hmm. without um, experiencing that harsh persecution you know i think
2: we've gotten a little to sleep in america i remember reading the book of acts and thinking wow i'm glad the roman empire folded and and it's more civil now well what made me think that persecution was ever off the table you yeah, know, right. it's always coming uh not here yet but it could be coming uh, i think it's we, here in different areas it, yeah. I, yeah.
0: or whether it's economically because i have friends aaron and melissa klein they were removed from all their money, their house and everything because they weren't bake a cake for a homosexual couple. And so there's there's a, there's a layer and we've had this discussion outside mm-hmm. the radio the different layers of persecution. That's right. And um and so the uh, in America small but not quite nowhere near, not, not exactly. it's not that it is not quite nowhere near what you've seen in the Middle East. Yeah, and I
2: think that is kind of interesting since yeah. you talk about yeah. the the cake issue uh Christians are targeted for that. Tar- I, whenever I hear a story yeah, like that I yeah. think I'd love to see them try to pull that off at a Muslim bakery. Right. I don't think <laughs> yeah. that would fly. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I don't think they'd be persecuted yeah. either. Right. So, but when it comes to the Middle East, you've got everything from losing their jobs to physical persecution to even death and where we work in Jordan there's one city that is called the honor killing capital of the world. More people have been killed by their own families in that city than any other place in the world, percentage wise, mm-hmm. and it's because of them coming to faith in Christ.
0: Mm. And you know, one of the other things I, I, I'm, I'm already—I've I've only known you for a couple weeks now—I've and I, I've <laughs> already learned so much from you. And one of the things that I learned from you this morning—and it was really it really reminded me was—is that 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 through persecution, Christians unite. Oh boy! Do Give us an that?
2: example of that. <laughs> Do they ever? They come together. Nobody's checking each other's theology
1: in the gospel strip. (laughs) I love what they believe on on eschatology. Yeah, Yeah, nobody's debating the colors of uh, of the hymnals and things. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. you love
2: Jesus, so do I. Let's stick together. We have seen through this campaign, the the orange letter campaign, Mm -hmm. people coming together from all different walks of Christianity, you know, Jesus said we're one, Mm -hmm. we're one, but unfortunately we have 43,000 denominations now. Mm. Now I'm not against denominations. I realize there's reasons they have to leave. Somebody gives up the belief of the Bible. You got to go. But anyway, we're 43,000.
0: You're making a point. Yeah. Yeah.
2: All of this has, has, has gone above that and has brought people together from all Christian backgrounds to support their brothers and sisters on the front line. That's a good thing.
1: You know, one of the things that we talk about, you are listening to Engage Magazine on American Family Radio. And in studio today, we have Tom Doyle, who's the E3 Partners uh, Director of the Middle East and Asia. You can find more information at e3partners.org. That's E, the number three, uh, partners.org. Uh, Tom, one of the things that amazes me and one of the most important things that I learned from reading your book, Killing Christians, Living the Faith Where It's Not Safe to Believe, is that persecution is not defeat and that persecution, uh, God is active in the midst of persecution. How do we, in America, as believers, look to the persecuted church and how do we still feel hope? Mm -hmm. How do we see hope in that?
2: I think we have to learn the lessons that they've learned. Um, really, I, I have a good friend, Joel Rosenberg, and he encouraged me to write the book. He said, I think we need to sit at their feet. There's mm, things I, they've learned in jail. I completely agree. Well, one man said this, when he went to jail in Iran, it was his seminary education. It wow. was just him and Jesus there. And he went deeper with God than he ever had been. When he was let out of Prison he said he he actually went through a depression time. he loved that solitude with just him and Jesus. He said, My love for him just grew mm-hmm. so I think um when it comes to uh
1: i can 't remember the question what was the question <laughs> <laughs> how do we how do how we do we f- yeah. find hope through uh how do we keep from being, feeling defeated in hearing about all their
0: persecution? Yeah, you are a pastor, so you're just yeah. kind of talking here, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right.
2: It's not defeat. It's it's a, it's a great honor to die yeah. for Jesus. You I know, think of like the, you know Hebrews 13 and uh, Hebrews 11. They they the world was not worthy of them. Yeah, so they, we learned so much from even just those two sentences on each one, and so to hear what they learned from Jesus in the midst of this. Uh, one believer said this, that smuggles Bibles in a casket. When I'm in a trial, it's a holy time before the Lord. I, I, I never even connected those two, but that's what he learned. That's
0: how deep he's gone in his faith well, with Jesus. Let me ask you a question then. How is it, how can we, because, and I'm going to use Peter as an example here. No, no way. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't deny you, Jesus. No way. I wouldn't mm-hmm. do that. Not me. Three times he denied Jesus. How is it, as Christians, can we prepare for persecution, or can we? You know, I think we have to
2: ask ourselves the two questions. Would I be willing to suffer for Jesus? Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean being inconvenienced. That means Mm -hmm. suffering for Jesus. Would I be willing to die for Jesus? We have to look at the goal. We have to look at the end before we're confronted with that possibility. Now, some Christians have been persecuted because they were acting like jerks. We're not talking about that. We're serving Jesus. Everything's on the line. Am I willing to be persecuted? Am I willing to die? That's where I think we have to start. That's and
0: sharing truth and applying Scripture in the Middle East can mm-hmm. get you persecuted. Absolutely. Well, it can get you killed. Mm. You know, yeah.
1: One of the things, one of the quotes from your book that I found absolutely incredible and uh, very convicting was uh, a guy who said, every Christian should go to jail at least once for their faith. <laughs> <Right. laughs> it's good for you,
2: right? <laughs> he said, the, the only other thing to fear is death, but that's not Fearful, we we already died when we came to Jesus. We were right. born again. We were we're going to be in His arms, right? Ooh, that's and that's the thing. key.
1: That's the key. Death is not the end, and I think that yeah. the persecuted church has a much better understanding of that than than we do.
2: Embrace it. it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and you know when you get to that point, it we call it black humor. Because they can joke about their death and and these kind of things, but they can actually look forward to their death and say, I will be in the arms of my Savior Um, when that day comes. Amen. And so, you know, and you were even telling us about the story of a a man who was marching to his death and he was leading people in worship while he was doing that. Tell us that story. See,
2: and that's why I think the persecuted church is becoming the face of genuine Christianity globally people are going back to the you know what it is like new testament times people willing to die for jesus that spreads the gospel and so yeah there was a worship leader he went on the beach in libya and was killed by isis and his wife showed us the video before he died and he was worshiping singing praises bringing comfort to the other 20 that were about to lose their head for jesus
0: Yes, and I, w- as we discuss persecution, we can't go by without uh, reading the passage from John chapter fifteen. It said, "If you, if the this is Jesus speaking, if the world hates you, know that it first hated me before it hated you." And he goes on to talk about being persecuted there. So you're saying this is this is, is contradictory to the human the human nature right. here. So you're saying that if we experience persecution and conflict, we can take comfort that we know that we're standing for for Jesus. That's exactly. I mean, <laughs> yeah. And and Jesus <laughs> said
2: they're going to hate you because they hate me. That's uh-huh. where it's at. It's the war on Jesus. Yeah. yeah. We Absolutely. could maybe be kind of kind of bystanders, but that's all right. It kind of
0: goes back to what you said at the very beginning about how Christians are they're specifically targeted they are. Mm-hmm. They are.
1: They're the, they're the obvious target in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And you've been listening to Engage Magazine on American Family Radio. Tom Doyle, tell us the website real quick where they can get information.
2: Yes, it's e3partners.org and then 838.
0: All on right. Facebook, before. And we're grateful well, for you. our partnership with you And your partnership with us
1: Absolutely, thank, thank you so me. much Tom Again, you've been listening to Engage Magazine On American Family Radio If you have an idea for a show You can always let us know at EngageFAQ at AFA.net EngageFAQ at AFA.net Otherwise, check us out at EngageMagazine.net where every day We are sharing articles that share truth And apply scripture